This is the Millionaire Real Estate Podcast, where you'll learn the strategies and tactics you need to become a millionaire agent. Learn from top agents, brokers, team leaders, and experts in the industry who can help you on the path to success. And now, here's today's episode. All right. Welcome to the Millionaire Real Estate Podcast. I am so excited to introduce our guest to you today. In 2003, Christopher Summers united forces with his wife, Stephanie, a Philadelphia native, to engage in a real estate career, bringing his background in finance, aggressive negotiating skills, and extensive market knowledge to the table. Chris put together a winning action plan that allowed him to quickly gain recognition in his market. Now the co-CEO of a thriving business made up of 20-plus realtors and counting, Chris is proud to head one of the most innovative and productive real estate teams in Philadelphia. So, Chris, welcome to the podcast today. Heather, thank you for um, having me on here. Typically, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Today, it's snowy. It's snowy. Yeah. So, instead of me being in the office or the background, I'm just like, yeah, you know, in the condo building. But yeah, thank you for having me on here. Yeah, we're so excited to have you. So, let's talk a little bit about um, lead generation. Let's kind of get into that first. Tell us a little bit about how your team is generating leads and what specifically are you generating buyer leads, seller leads, both. Tell us a little bit about your lead generating methods. Well, at the end of the day, you know, without leads, nothing's happening, right? So like, you know, the lead gen, you know, it's either you're doing it or you're not um, and have systems that are working or they're not. And when you find something that's working, double down on it. So I've always believed in the three L's listings, leads, leverage. Yeah, the second part is the leads. So my first broker would say he or she that had the most amount of listings wins. So yeah, with our team, we're always kind of listing the center. You know, it provides you know, open house opportunities with leads in there, you know, signage, internet, you know, people going directly you know, to the agent. But outside of that, you know, over the years, Heather, you know, our database has grown to 30,000 plus. So we have them tagged for you know, investor, developer, buyer, zip codes. And then we have our partnerships with the referring sites, uh, our team. And some people hate Zillow, but, you know, with Zillow Flex, you pay the referral when it settles and so not the cost up front. And our team did 40 settlements from Zillow alone last year, you know, let alone other partnerships with other, you know, digital media or just referrals from other agents in, across the country too. Yeah, and I think what's important that people forget is that when you get a lead, whether you've paid for it, you got it as a referral, um, there are several referrals that you can get out of that lead. So even though you may pay a referral fee for a lead from a lead generating company, then you know you can generate other referrals from that lead um, to grow your business. So I think that's something that you said your agents have done a really good job of, of using the database, not only just to try to get them to buy or sell, but getting getting referrals from them. Yeah, and I think, I mean, ultimately, whether it's a referral or just doing great business or just kind of going the extra mile, you know, the agents that have that long-term vision, those are the ones who are going to be most successful. And basically, the paradox is they don't really care about as much the commission today, but they care about it tomorrow. And that's hard. Like, our industry is really, really hard. Affiliate transactions are down 35 to 40% year over year. So each transaction is so valuable. But like, you know, whether it's Zillow or any person that you're working with, you know, the better job you do, and even there's a referral, you're exactly right, that over time, that person might, in Philly, 
like the average time someone owns a property these days is like five or six years. You know, so a listing to follow, referral, you know, if they buy one property, why not buy an investment property? So all so much can stem, you know, from just one call, let alone one client. I, I like how you yeah, you said that because that that's the big picture mentality that the most successful agents have. Yeah, and I think sometimes we forget, like we may call a lead that we get and they're like, oh, I was just shopping. I'm not really interested right now. I think we forget to ask a question like, no problem. You know, I'm here when you have, you know, when you want to look at something or if you have more questions, do you know someone else that I might be able to help? Like I know right now there's grants available. You know, there's a lot of stuff coming out to kind of get the market moving and say, you know, hey, just so you know, we have some available grants for first time home buyers. Do you know someone I should reach out to? This is free money and I'd love to be able to help someone get it. And you, I think we hear that initial like, no, I'm not interested. Great. I don't want the lead anymore. Send it back. And really, there's more to to get out of that lead than just, you know, a right now person. Like, I want to buy or sell right now. And so I think that's something that's important that people kind of forget to do. Yeah. And not for nothing. Like, you know, like, yeah, I used to be a stockbroker, right? So- Back then, you know, the training was, you know, you have to have three no's. Three no's is a no. You know, so what does that mean? When someone says no, that, that doesn't necessarily mean that that's accurate. I'm working with an agent. Really? I don't know. I'm not ready right now. They end up buying a property three months later or six months. So, like, you know, to just to come back and just, you know, ask questions or, or follow up or, you know, not sure if this listing is for you, but you're on our website. You're looking for 450. This is 400. Or, you know, are you aware, like you said, of this grant program? You know, this mortgage company's giving out $8,000. It's going to end in two months. Are you interested? Um, oftentimes, that objection just means they don't know who you are. You haven't had a chance to kind of build a little bit of rapport, build a little bit of trust, because that objection doesn't necessarily mean that it's the truth. Yeah. And I love how you, we were talking a little bit before the call about asking questions, and you said something that, the more no's you get, the more yeses you get. So let's talk a little bit about what do you teach your team members to say, like to ask questions, to get that lead more engaged than just the initial no. What then are you having them ask to get them that lead more engaged to be able to trust you to, to either give a referral or, you know, maybe decide to get pre-approved? That's a great question. And it's, it's a paradox, right? Because I'm also past president of GPAR, yeah, Greater Philadelphia Association of Realtors. I would talk about new member or or talk at new member orientation. And I would say like the over under for realtors to stay in the business is two years. And I was at the seminar last week where I I think it's 87% of agents aren't around after five years in the concept that I think a lot of people miss. It's like, ultimately, you know, it's a sales position with the real estate being a great asset and a great opportunity to sell. So you can know everything about real estate. Yeah. But if you're not better, up here, you know, with the initial, you know, communicating, building the rapport, being okay with rejection, going a step further. I think there's that book, I think it says, start with no. Like we had some more people on our team read that, you know? Um, And if you have the excitement, the more no's you get, the more yeses you get. Well, the good news with that is you can eliminate some of those people that maybe you're not going to follow up with them next week or next month. But ultimately, the more yeses you get, Heather, the more that's going to create that reinforcement and behavior for later today, tomorrow, next week, and so forth. And I think it all kind of gets back to self-development. And with that, here's here's a prop. I'm not the author, obviously, but 
you know, these are great. There's so many great books out there or podcasts. I think if people just take, you know, 10 minutes a day just to, to do that, all that, all that kind of just reinforces, I think, both behavior and confidence of what you're doing each day. And the more you do that, you know, the more you're going to be doing these things that we're talking about. Because oftentimes people say that they're going to do these things that we talk about and they don't do them at all. Or they'll do them on such a small scale that it doesn't really provide the opportunity, you know, for massive growth. Yeah. And the, so for those of you who are listening, he shared the book Atomic Habits. And let's let's talk a little bit about habits because I think that's really important. We were talking about, you know, pre-COVID, um, we were all kind of fit, like everyone was going. And then COVID hit and the market changed. And it actually changed in a way for real estate agents that it, there was just um, this massive boom in business for a little bit of time where we really didn't have to prospect. Like it was just falling in our laps again. Um, and so we kind of made the analogy that you said, you know, it's like we gained 30 pounds during COVID and now we're having to get back in shape as far as like our prospecting, our daily habits, what we're doing to grow our business. So let's talk a little bit about that. What are some habits that you either instill in your team members or you see um, them do that helps them to become really successful? Well, one thing, I mean, I think it's like, I love the concept you become who you surround yourself with. You know, so like with our team, you know, during or even before COVID, but during COVID and then after, like we have three sales rally calls a week in the morning, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And it's a chance to share wins, challenges, you know, to help each other grow, right? And then we have like Wednesdays, like the day that we try to get everyone back into the office and even promote walk-in Wednesday because we have like a great spot in Fishtown. And then that atmosphere where more people are at the office, Heather, that in and of itself is a win. The people that work from home where no one's around them and they excel, God bless them, right? And I think that's like maybe like a smaller percentage, but most people need energy around them and other successful people around them, or at least to be able to have those conversations. And if you're at least doing that um, and reading like these powerful books, I just started a book club, um, you know, where Thursday at five, you know, the first book, you know, is Miracle Morning for Real Estate Agents. Yeah, right? it's a great book. Yeah. And it's such a simple read. And it's just like, I think if you even take those things, right, and just wake up an hour early, earlier each day, start your day, and just instill habits on a daily basis. Like, and if you say consistent with that, whatever book that you're reading, whatever you know it is that's helping you, six months later, three months later, it's probably going to be a game changer of just doing the small things consistently each day, which leads to big results. It might be kind of boring. You know, there's no secret sauce in this, but ultimately, you know, that's what separates the uh, agents. It's like the 80-20 rule, right? You know, 20% of the agents in Philadelphia, I, I would even say it's, 85, 15, 90, 10 are doing 80% of the business, right? So why not be in that top 20%, right? Yeah. So what are some of the things that you guys talk about when you have your morning uh, huddles on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays? What are some of the things that people, when they're joining, um, that they are talking about? Good question. Like Monday, we typically kind of talk about like opportunities. You know, so that might be the open house opportunities for the week. I might be hosting a, a home buyer seminar, um, a, you know, an appreciation event. But typically, it's more the week to th the week to week kind of things. Or, yeah, how many people are you contacting your database each day? Um, how many offers did people write over the weekend? Did you get one accepted? Woohoo, kind of thing. 
Um, and that's Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Like some of those days we'll talk about maybe challenges. Hey, I'm going through an appraisal issue, home inspection issue. I have someone that's dragging their feet. You know, what do you suggest? And then other times uh, we'll bring in like an outside speaker like you or anyone, you know, just to talk about motivation, uh, coaching, you know, just, I think it's really all about, you know, with, um, that Gary Keller's shift book, for example, I don't have that with me as a prop, but you know, in there, you know, with a slowdown, it talks about really all about mindset and then action. Like you can't really have the action unless you have the mindset. So if your mindset's a little low, surround yourself with people that have it or do some things that, you know, will change that because with that, then you could have the massive, I like, I like that word massive today, massive action. I want to tell you one of the reasons why I joined and I just love Canzel is that I can get a hundred percent commission. I get revenue share and I get stock. I am making thousands of dollars every single month in revenue share and stocks. And I now don't have to work nights and weekends on real estate anymore. You know, I've actually never been to a real estate agent's retirement party. And I want to be the first one that people are coming to at a young age. And I want to share with you some of my favorite resources. So if you go to joincanzel.com slash free, there's a couple that I want you to download. One is a 20 free lead generating PDF. It's going to help you generate leads for free that you can download, as well as there's one on how to double your business. I don't want you to miss it. Go download it today. Joincanzel.com slash free. Yeah, and that's great. We do a, so we do a stand up um, on Mondays and Thursdays. So on Mondays, we basically talk about what did we set as our commitments for last week? did we hit them? If we did, it's like, yay, hoorah. If we didn't, we want to know why, like what got in the way? What could you have done differently to, you know, change that or to be able to get it? Sometimes people just set unrealistic commitments and, you know, that's okay to do every now and then, but we want to make sure they're setting things that, you know, are actual measurable and that they can actually hit, um, even if it's a stretch, like it is possible. And then on Thursdays, we do a check-in. So we say, how are you doing on, you know, your the commitments that you made? What are you know, I'm, you know, they'll say, well, I'm already two out of three or I, I haven't hit any yet, but I'm on pace because, you know, it's my commitments were to make this many calls every single day and get so many appointments. I'm on pace. I should hit it by tomorrow. That way we're getting a check in. And sometimes they'll check in and be like, I set something that was like, it's way out, like was way out of my control, way ridiculous. And they can adjust them because you want to have some wins. Um, You know, Chantel gives this great example of her tennis coach and he his daughter was a really great tennis player, and he decided to put her in a level up to challenge her. Well, she started losing every single match. And so she'd go out there and she'd get beat. She'd go out there and she'd get beat. And so finally, she was like, you know, this is, she had really gotten down. And so he's like, oh, he put her back at her, in her level, and she got beat because she hadn't had any wins. She was like mentally defeated. And I think that's really important when you're getting with people who are like-minded and you're setting some like opportunities is that you're setting goals that are achievable because if you keep losing, you're going to quit coming. <laughs> you'll be like, this is great. I'm not doing well. Or you'll get out of real estate. So I think it's important to be around like-minded people and set goals. And I, I will tell you, the people that come to those stand-ups consistently and they're setting goals each week, I see them turn in more ratified contracts, recruit more agents, because they they don't want to get on the call and say, I just didn't, I didn't have time yesterday. I had to run errands and this and that was happening. They knew when they get on the call, they want to be able to say, 
you know, there's a certain level of accountability there. And I think that's important in making sure your mindset's right. Because if you know you're going to be held accountable, then you're more likely to hit your goals. Just like if you have a friend that's going to the gym, if you're just going to the gym by yourself, if you get tired and don't feel like going, there's no one that's going to tell you. But if you have a friend that's waiting there and texting you like, where are you? You're supposed to be here five minutes ago. You're more likely to go to the gym. Do you guys have anything in place like for accountability? Maybe just for like lead follow-up, like, you know, what do they have to do to be able to keep the lead and work it? And what can they do to possibly lose that lead? Well, Stephanie is like the queen of follow-up boss on our team. And we do have an ISA too. But I think, you know, it starts with her because like, if you're on Zillow Flex or the, for the team leaders are on Zillow Flex, I think about this for a second. They monitor every phone call. It's recorded. They see every data that, that goes through. They know statistically of how many connections that come through each month, how, how much it should go under contract, right? And then they have, you know, teams on Flex that, that produce, but the ones that don't produce, they get kicked off. Like it's that hardcore. And we've almost taken like the same concept yeah, if we see that people on the team aren't following up, you know, with a lead, um, especially if it's, these are some really great leads in there, yeah, they get pulled. They get pulled and reassigned to someone else. And oftentimes, like the ISA might contact someone, right? And the person's like, yeah, I'm still interested. Well, we'll reassign that and, and assign it to someone else that's ready. Now, here's what happens sometimes, too. And this could really get people off their ass, you know, excuse the language. Yeah, you, know, you make, you know, that contact, like, oh, yeah. I just split under contract yesterday or even worse. Oh, I settled, you know, four months ago. So like, I love the concept. Like if you're not contacting them, right? Someone else is, you know, I remember, you know, some people might remember Chris Smith from my curator. You know, he used to have the quote, you know, the sale is in the follow-up and it got revised to the fortune is in the follow-up. You know, the people that have those processes in place, whether it's individual agent or teams, ultimately, those are the people that will do more business over time, period. And as a result, more referrals come from that because you have to ask for referrals too, right? You know, post-settlement, throughout the process, year later, anything, you know. So, yeah, I think other to, to provide that accountability, yeah, that that's really important. And it's not a punishment thing. It's, it's A, it's motivation, and B, it's rewarding the people that are doing that. We just started a, a high roller club on our team. And we only invited the people that are doing a really good job of like the lead follow-up and conversion that we could see it. We're not punishing the people that aren't. So those people are getting more leads. And then what we're doing is the people that aren't on the high roller club more than likely will want to be in it. Right. And that kind of motivates them. Hey, if you do a few things, but it's a long answer to your question that I think, yeah, that kind of, like, there's a couple, I think sometimes specific examples, you know, is, is more helpful than, than just theory too. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think, you know, I love how you talked about, brought up the, the fortunes and the follow-up. And let's talk a little bit about like, you know, we have tools with built-in follow-up. Like, you know, now there's great CRM options out there. We use KB Core, you know, you use follow-up boss that have built-in drip campaigns that you don't even have to really touch. However, there is a, there's an art to that follow-up. And it's not about just, hey, just checking in, you know, are you ready to look at a property today? Well, you talked a little bit about how you'll point them to relevant articles, blogs, not only that you've posted, but that might be going on. Tell us a little bit about that. How do you customize the follow-up to certain types of clients? Because some people, you know, are 
far from ready. Some people are on the fence. You know, there's different objections you've gotten. How do you kind of curate that follow-up? That's a good question. Like, I think, you know, at the end of the day, the answer is like, kind of like, it depends. Like, you kind of know, you know, which people are like maybe A, B, or C. And, you know, maybe it's, you know, if it's the buyer side, maybe it's a interest rate update, or maybe it's this program has a grant, you know, on the seller side, you know, maybe like I just did a video, you know, should I list now or wait until spring? Typically the answer is now for most people, or, you know, like a 2024 prediction of like, you know, what was, you know, and I think whatever it is, I think utilizing video a little bit more, you know, that's not just very generic, but more tailored. You know, Heather, thinking about you, yeah, you, know, you have a beautiful house. I know you're, you know, you have certain goals, but I thought you might be interested in, you know, the 2024 outlook because this might apply to you. Whatever it might be, you know, to have more, I don't know, personal touches versus just kind of like the, the generic. The generic is helpful too for maybe people that are a C or down the road because it's all part of that funnel and that system. And I think if people could be a little bit more tailored with that, good things you know, can follow. And if people just delete or whatever, that's fine too, because ultimately you know, you're, you're bringing that funnel this way. Now let's talk a little bit about the video. Are you doing personalized videos for each client? Or are you kind of doing a general and that's like, hey, I just wanted to, where you might not say their name where you're saying like, hey, I just wanted to, I was thinking about you and thought these stats might, you know, help you a little bit and you're picking people who are doing it. Or are you doing a personalized video for each person? Um, a little bit of both. And I've just started to do the second one more recently because sometimes like, you know, if it's a topic video, like we did a blog about navigating the appraisal process, got tons of clicks. Why? I was like, why? But so I did a video on it. Yeah, you know, same thing. Like the question that always comes up at a listing appointment, yeah, you know, should I list now, wait until spring? Did a video on it. that could obviously be shared with a broader audience. But like, you know, on the flip side, like if you just had a listing appointment with someone or like I have a recruiting appointment today, like I sent him a video follow up. Hey, Mike, you know, it's great to meet you. Yeah, I look forward to speaking more. You know, are you available, you know, today? And he's then he reported, yes. Um, so I, I think like, my point is, is by doing a few things just a little bit deeper, whether if you're recruiting an agent, whether you're trying to convert someone as a follow-up, but I even asked the seller feedback. She was already a client, you know, in her house, like, you know, needs a little love and you know, getting some handyman in there. I gave her a video message, kind of gave her the update, just trying to keep it sweet. And then I asked, Hey, by the way, just out of curiosity, like, was the video too much, like over the top? And she was like, Chris, I loved it. It showed that you're at the office. It showed that you cared about me. You know, it showed that you're paying attention to a few things. So I think you can kind of pick and choose how you want to do that. But I think it becomes relevant in each part of both the sales cycle, the client cycle, the branding. You know, you as a, as an agent, you as a team. You know, it can go in many different ways. But my point is, like, if you're not doing it, you're probably missing out on a lot of different potential business as a result. Or referral business or whatever that might look like to you. Yeah, I think that's important for people to remember. Like there is so much technology and AI now in real estate. Like people can find what they need without an agent necessarily giving it to them anymore. However, it is still a people business. And I think that especially with, you know, there's a core group of clients still that if you sent that video message where they actually saw you speaking to them, they feel the connection and that's why you're getting a really great response on those. 
I think it's important too, when we were talking about this a little bit earlier, was watch, you can see what your clients are looking at. So you can see which properties they're looking at. You can see how often they're visiting on your website. And maybe having some videos that kind of pertain to those. So like if you see, you know, you've got five people right now looking on your site and you have a recorded video that's like, hey, it's Heather with Kanzel. You know, I know, I, I see you're looking on the site right now. Can I help you with something? And you send it, you might get a quicker response than just a text. Have you seen anything like that? Well, I mean, if you think about it the other day, phone calls, always the best, right? Text, second best. Third, video, whatever you want to do in there. And fourth is the email, you know, so that email, you know, the conversion, you know, it's it just, it's just going lower and lower, you know, because people are just deleting as much as they can. Their attention span is, is so little, you know, but it's still important. I mean, email marketing, you know, it still works. It's just very diluted. You know, maybe it's like sending some more messages through Facebook, you know, or Instagram, you know, which, you know, I think obviously everyone's on these sites, you know, that's another way to connect. But ultimately, if you find a preferred medium for the person, well, then you can kind of like, you know, connect with people however you want and just kind of make it a little bit more, you know, personal. Yeah. I think too, like, and people who are specifically using maybe like Facebook stories or Instagram stories, um, when you record something and put it on, if you have friended your clients, sending them, like just sharing your story or your reel to them in a like a direct message or DM um, and just say, hey, I just recorded this, but I was thinking about you. Make sure you check this out. Then they feel it's more personalized and it doesn't take very long to just, you know, have some little response where you're just, you know, share your story, share your story, share your story personally with these people. Um, because I know that there's so many people now spending so much time on social media and even using that as a communication platform, even before texting sometimes. Um, so I think that we need to remember to use those as well. I totally agree. And then, and not for nothing, the, the nice thing about the stories is they disappear in 24 hours, right? Yeah. You know, so, you know, why not practice a little bit you know, with your, with your own video, like if you're out front of it, you're doing a showing, you just left a listing appointment, you know, just 30, 20, 30 seconds. It just shows people you're out there, you're working. I just, my sheetless self-promotion, I just left, you know, our Instagram tags. Philly Realty is me, the Summers team. Yeah, you know, is, um, you know, but like there are stories on there every day. You know, sometimes it's a little overwhelming, but, um, you know, I try to keep the social media morning and night, and then that way it's not a time suck. Yeah. And then, well, one last question. What are the, what objections are you seeing most right now? Is the market's kind of shifting a little bit? Um, interest rates are coming down a little bit and inventory is increasing just a, just some. Um, what objections are you seeing now? We were seeing like, oh, the interest rates are too high or there's no inventory. It's shifting a tiny bit. Are you seeing any different objections or just an easing up on those? Well, I think, you know, again, I try to take whatever objections and, and, and turn it into something positive, right? You know, in my own mind, you know, I think we had like 4 million transactions in the city of Philadelphia last year. I'm pretty sure it's going to be about 4.8 this year. So like there's 20% more business for whoever wants it, right? Number one. You know, number two, there's less realtors in the business. Um, and number three, there's realtors in the business, but not doing these things that we're talking about. So big picture, you know, there's a lot of opportunity out there. The, the objections in Philly, it's kind of like, yes, it's rates that cause a huge slowdown, but two, you know, we have like public safety concerns, you know, um, you know, and to overcome them, you know, I talk about, it's important to know your market and know the news, right? Like today, the CPI report came out, 
okay, rates are, are going up today. It's volatile. Well, maybe if you're a seller, maybe it's time to do a price reduction um, now, you know, and not a month from now. You know, if you're a buyer, hey, it's okay. You know, we talked about this a month ago, you know, that if you didn't lock in, rates could be going up. They could still keep going up. Yeah, but the good news is what? A, B, C, D, and E. Yeah, we have preferred lenders that will do a free refi a year or two years out. So it doesn't matter, right? right. You know, when rates come down, they could do a free refi if they want to. In the meantime, you know, they're, they're going to they're gonna be ahead of the flood at all the competition. When rates come down, that same person that's been waiting is going to be competing with a thousand other people. And the inventory is still going to be low. So there's ways that you can intelligently like go over each person's situation, you know, because ultimately you know what's best for them. And for the people that just don't know or, or just can't make a decision, that's okay. Because ultimately they will too. So I think it's like trying to like help someone navigate. You're not pushing them. You know, it's more like Bill Jones and exactly what to say. I think it was him. Yeah, you know, we kind of talk about it you know, being the guide, you know, not the hero. And sometimes people just need someone just to kind of gently take them down, maybe sometimes a little bit more, you know, to overcome what? Nine times out of 10, it's fear. And think about like in Philly, if you had fear three years ago, how much money did, did you lose in equity? If you had fear 10 years ago, you might jump off a bridge because you didn't do something, right? And you missed out on all that equity. Well, nothing's really changed. You know, yeah, there's going to be volatility, you know, but you know, if you don't overcome this fear, you know, people are really missing out on substantial life-changing differences in their life. And if you kind of come with that attitude day in and day out, I think you're going to be a, a really good at what you do. Does, does that make some sense? Hopefully it does. Yeah, it does. And I love how you said that. I've said this before. Most people aren't getting pre-approved or don't want to just call a lender because they're, they're, they're afraid. Like they're just, they have no idea um, what, if, what they could get approved for, what the price would be like. I suggest too, um, for people that you're noticing that in where you're like, hey, she, can you call my lender? Let's talk about what you can, you know, what you're even approved for is knowing the rate and a ballpark on like, okay, if you're going to buy a $300,000 house and a rate today, this is about what your monthly payment's going to be. Um, and then when people are like, oh, because honestly, it's not so much the price of the home. When people go to purchase a home, they want to know how much is it going to cost me each month. So if you can say, hey, I know right now, the rates seem crazy, but at today's rate, you can get in this price house and it's only going to cost you this much a month. They're more likely to have a conversation with you then. And because you've taken some of the fear out of that, you know, when they hear a big number like 300,000, they're like, I can't afford that. And then when they hear how much it is a month, they're like, I can't afford that. I think that's important. 100%. Knowledge is 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 power, is everything. And and to be have the ability to share that, you know, in a very communicative, professional way. Yeah. Well, Chris, our time has already run out. I can't believe it. This has been wonderful. Tell our listeners where they can find you. Uh, well, on Facebook, we're easy to find the Summers team of Philadelphia, constantly posting videos and market updates. Yeah, with me, you know, I, I post about real estate, investing, you know, Chris Summers on Facebook, Instagram, the Summers team, Philly Realty, Twitter, the Summers team, Philly Realty, Philly Realty, YouTube, the Summers team. So very easy to find. And once again, I hope, yeah, this helps some people today. If someone wants to reach out to me on the side, text, email, you know, I, I, I am a workaholic. I got lazy, Heather, too. I'm, I'm no, you know, perfect either. COVID, you know, was 
yeah, like get a listing, sells it a week. Okay, great. You know, later on, okay, like it's it's harder. And I've been like, pre, like when you lead by example, like I've been reading this every day. I'm doing the 30 day challenge as we speak. You know, I try to read 10 pages a day in a book and just try to do a few things. I used to do these things, but I got lazy. Now I'm doing them again. I feel really good about doing it. Same thing with working out, yoga. I was doing all that prior to COVID, got lazy. So now it's like a rebirth of sorts. And, you know, obviously if I can do that, anyone can do that. Yeah, I love that. Every day is a new opportunity. Well, thank you so much, Chris. We are so happy to have you here and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, leave a rating and a review so we can get this out to more agents. And tune in next week for another power-packed episode. This is the Millionaire Real Estate Podcast.